What do you get when you cross modern technology with one of the oldest trades in the world? Well, you get a virtual display home, of course. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Talking business ownership, the nuts and bolts and everything in between. So in today's episode, I'm chatting with Laura Corson from 8 Homes. Now, uh, Laura is the marketing manager for 8 Homes in sunny Melbourne, Victoria, and uh, they're a decent-sized home builder, building about 400 homes a year, and they have a sister company um, that builds a whole bunch more. But um, the reason I'm so excited to chat to Laura is uh, they're working with uh, Villawood Properties, uh, and basically they've come up with Australia's first virtual display home. So you literally go out to the land estate, you sit in the uh, in the sales office, I assume, on a comfy couch, in the air conditioning, strap on a pair of VR goggles, and you can walk through a bunch of display homes without actually walking anywhere. So uh, interesting concept, and certainly a fantastic uh, example of innovation in business and obviously in building and construction and trades, which is where you are if you're listening to the show, at least I hope so. And if you're not, that's okay. You're allowed to listen too. You, you might be a dentist. I don't know. Let me know. If, uh, are there any non-trades people listening to the show? Hit me a, uh, hit, hit me a message. Hit me on Facebook. <laughs> Send me a message. Uh, would love to hear from you. But um, today's chat is about innovation. And Laura goes into how to innovate in your business and how to get into that mindset of innovation as well. Because it can often be hard to get out of the old ways of thinking and approaching problems. So some really good tips in here from um, one of Australia's uh, top builders, marketing managers. hope I'm not overstating that, Laura. But uh, it was a great chat. Uh, have a listen and um, let me know what you think. Did you get some value out of it? Joining me today on the Tradies Business Show is Laura Corson from, well, a couple of places, but the main one uh, we're talking about today is Eight Homes. She's a marketing manager there. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thanks very much, Rory. My pleasure. Now, um, I was saying before we hit record that you've kind of been dropped in it a little bit today <laughs> for this <laughs> interview, uh, so I really do appreciate your time. And the main reason we're chatting today is you guys are involved in... Australia's or the Southern Hemisphere's, I think, first virtual display village. Yes, yeah, we are. So, yeah, I was of the understanding it might have been a world first in terms of a, not from a virtual art sense, the technology's been around for a little while, but the first person to actually set it up in a virtual display village with a physical street and the ability to walk in and out of, uh, I believe, five, five homes in that state. Yeah, wow. So how did all this come about? Uh, yeah, look, it was the um, idea of um, the guys at Villawood um, and they're a partner of ours that we work with. We obviously build a lot of homes in their uh, villages around Melbourne uh, and Geelong. Um, so I guess it, it all tied in from their um, estate that they have up in Woolert, which is in Melbourne's north, uh, Rathdown. Um, we are going to be building a display home, like a, a, an actual display home up in their village. <laughs> a real in, live in, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's coming up in the future. But, um, yeah, I guess they came to us with a proposal to um, potentially go live with this village earlier, but in a virtual sense. So uh, so they approached us with the idea, and, yeah, we were really keen to jump on board to get one of our home designs um, in the village, yeah. 
Yeah, right. So I definitely want to dig into the uh, virtual home concept a little more. But before we do, just just paint a bit of a picture for our listeners. Um, so Eight Homes, can you give us a bit of background and, and you know what you guys do? Yeah, so Eight Homes, um, as I said before, we um, build in Melbourne's metro area, um, which we would include Geelong in that as well. Uh, we build approximately 400 homes a year um, down here in Melbourne and we are, I guess, our primary target market, I guess, is first home buyers. So we definitely play in the affordability space, um, but we also pride, our, pride ourselves on having a really quality product, um, you know, pride ourselves on having really great trades, um, you know, so we don't offer a cheap product. It's sort of about um, affordability, but also a really um, a really efficient process. So I guess um, our, our good price point for our clients comes from, taking away some of the complexities that you might encounter with other builders. So uh, I guess we're really transparent with providing costs up front. Um, we have pre-selected colour boards, colour schemes, so you don't have to come and go through that whole process unless you want to. Um, and it just makes the process a lot faster and it sort of reduces our overhead. So it really means that we can get yeah, a really great price point for our clients, um, but then still a really great product. So we've been around for six years uh, and we... Um, sister company to Urban Edge Homes, um, which, yeah, similar well, similar trades, but I guess those that particular product for Urban Edge is geared to a sort of um, more luxury product, so higher end, a little more expensive, higher inclusions, generally bigger double-storey designs. Um, and we also, that particular product does knockdown rebuilds um, sort of inner city areas, whereas Eight Homes is very much the new Greenfield Estates in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, cool. It's an interesting point you raise about, um, <clears throat> I guess, trying to keep overheads down so you can still meet a price point but deliver quality as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's sort of the key. Yeah, that's what we built eight homes for, <laughs> to be honest. So we started it back in 2012 and that was when uh, the first home buyers grant sort of was really ramping up or about to come to an end pretty much. So we sort of took advantage of that opportunity um, to create a product um, that would really service that that part of the market. Um, so I guess we wanted to we wanted to try and get as many people in the market as we possibly could without having to sort of compromise on quality. So I guess by reducing the time and having templates and pre-selections all prepared in advance, you can really sort of get the clients through through the process a lot faster, signing a contract a lot faster and essentially uh, onto site, um, you know, more quickly, um, which, of course, reduces overheads because there's less time, less um, hands on the file, I suppose you'd say, and less selections. So um, we're really able to capture some savings there and, and pass it on to our clients. Mm. What's been some of the keys to delivering that, um, you know, getting those systems and everything in place? Yeah, so I guess I definitely credit that to our team. Um, we yeah really pride ourselves on having a great a great team um, and who are able to you know offer a high level of service, um, you know, and treat our customers, um, you know, just because they're a first home buyer and they might not be spending as much money. Um, really, um, yeah, putting their, I suppose, um, their priority is getting in a home um, yeah. for the most affordable price, but um, still getting what they want, um, still getting a really great looking home that can be really proud of. So, and in terms of streamlining our process processes, it's really about picking up on the efficiencies and where we can do things a little bit faster. And um, so an example is the colour boards. Um, we have, you know, an expert interior designer who's pre-selected those colour schemes. So, you know, they're going to look great. Um, you don't have to be an interior designer or, um, you know, have a flair for style or anything like that, you can sort of trust that with 
sort of done all the hard work for you. Um, So that comes from having a really great team who have that kind of knowledge to offer those kind of services. Yeah, nice. And it sounds like the virtual display home <laughs> i have to i have to think about how to say that because it's not something i'm used to to saying i used to be a building yeah. rep years ago and i remember doing the rounds of all the display villages talking to builders and their sales staff about uh, the appliances that i was repping for but uh yeah yeah to think of doing that virtually is just it's a bit of a head spin to be honest um yeah, it's definitely different like i guess the virtual the virtual world like it's you know it's not completely new um but I guess, you know, if anyone's sort of gone out to a display village and had to walk around several homes, like it is very exciting, but it definitely is exhausting quite quickly. So mm. um, the opportunity to sort of explore those homes just from the comfort of a, a lounge in the land sales office, I guess, is, um, yeah, it's something different. Um, but it's just another way to look at it. And I suppose we um, were really keen to participate in the project because I guess it does open up a broader market for us, um, you know, I guess without having to drive to Woolert <laughs> to, um, yeah, yeah. to um, you know, experience the product. Um, and, you know, I guess it could be a sign of what's what's to come in the future, um, you know, depending on how things pan out. Because, mm. I don't know, I haven't uh, been involved in that part of the industry for a number of years, but I, I take it display homes and display villages are, are still a key sales tool? Yeah, definitely. They are... Um, yeah, still sort of as popular as they ever have been. Um, and I guess in terms of, you know, our advertising channels and how we, um, uh, you know, acquire clients, um, that is still the most effective way. Um, there's sort of nothing beats actually experiencing experiencing a home um, in person, um, getting a feel for uh, the quality of the build and what the builder has to offer um, actually in person. Um, yeah, that's definitely our, yeah, it's definitely relevant. Mm-hmm. So, how on earth do you recreate that with a yeah. virtual home? Yeah, so I guess the experience is quite different. So it's, um, but it's actually quite surprising that you can get quite a good feel for the home. So, um, I guess the home that we um, put into the virtual display village is one of our most popular designs. So it's not a really big home. Um, you know, it's a comfortable twenty-three square home. Um, yeah, typical to sort of our our clientele, um, but it's it's quite hard for a lot of people to visualise what that home would look like on a floor plan and um, and just having the ability to walk through it and sort of experience sort of what it feels like as the, the space around you, I suppose. Um, it's it's miles apart to just sort of looking at it on, on paper in a in a floor plan or or even pictures. So um, so yes, look it's not it's not walking through an actual display home, but um yeah, I'd say the experience is it's pretty close. So what's what's involved like technology wise and you know we've talked a bit about the systems of putting all this together but what's some of the nitty-gritty i mean do i just look at it on a computer or am i wearing goggles and do i have to leave my home like how does it all work yeah so this particular project's designed to experience the floor plans from the the land sales office uh which is in the Rathdown estate up in Woolert. Um, but this particular technology can be experienced um, in goggles. So you can have a true um, a true sort of walkthrough experience where you're turning and um, moving around um, to experience the home. Um, I do believe you can actually access it from a, a desktop or a mobile device as well. So you can sort of walk through the home, um, but with a screen instead of the goggles. So uh, one or the other, but I guess for, for this project, it's the goggles at the, at the land office. So... Yeah, give you the the real the real deal. Yeah, wow, that's uh, that is super cool. Um, so, 
I, I guess, uh, you know, tradies listening to this might be thinking, well, I don't have the money to create a virtual, you know, walkthrough of your new bathroom reno or something like that. I'm keen to, uh, you know, you're a marketing manager, you've been doing this for a while. Um, what's some of the the ways this could translate to, I guess, how you market your business? You know, you guys are pumping out 400 plus homes a year. You've obviously gotten pretty good at marketing. <laughs> um, this is obviously one tool in, in the kit bag as far as, you know, selling homes. But, you know, if you think about a plumber or electrician or a tiler or whatever, I mean, what lessons could they be taking from this sort of technology or innovation? Yeah, look, I think there's um, – look, it's still fairly new to the industry, so I guess it's sort of – it's still early days. Um, and I guess when you when you talk about the cost of it, like it's not, it's not an ex, you know, a cheap exercise to um, put together a virtual – home <laughs> but yeah, at the same time it's it's also a very expensive exercise to build a house and have land to build a house so um i guess from looking at it from the point of view of um you know a smaller business owner um it might be a substantial investment but it would still be cheaper than having to build a, a display home but might get the desired effect for um you know a feel of a house from a you know from a a 3D drawing, I suppose, just to make it a bit more, bit yeah, more yeah. real. Yep. Um, so I suppose for us, it's a, it's just another, another channel, and it's another way to display a product that we might not necessarily have on the ground yet in the form of a display home. So I guess it's, it's a good way to potentially test out a design as well. So um, we have a, yeah, we've got sort of 30, 30 plus homes on the ground in terms of displays. So um, you know, having a new design, but then being able to build it into this virtual world is sort of, yeah, it's a good test run, and it's a good way for parent for customers to experience that online as well. Um, the other aspect of that is um, um, my train of thought now. Oh, <laughs> the, cool. other, the other, yeah, I guess it's just like a supporting channel, I suppose. We're finding more and more that people sort of self-service their shopping online. Um, and we, we like to sort of compare it to sort of the car industry a little bit in that gone mm-hmm. are the days where you go to a car dealership sort of for an education, chances are people, by the time they've gone into a car dealership, they know exactly what they want, they know what model, they know how much it is, and it's literally just rocking up to negotiate a price. So we're not quite there with the home building industry just yet, <laughs> um, but we're finding more and more that um, the more tools that are available online, like people are using them, people do a lot of research online, comparing builders, um, you know, not just from inclusions, but the more they can experience different designs and floor plans um, themselves online, it's sort of helping them work out what they want um, before they take a step to a, a display village or pick up the phone to chat to a consultant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting that you mentioned that, Laura, because I, I do hear some negative uh, feedback about that. You know, funnily enough, I actually went and test rode a motorcycle this morning because I'm looking at maybe upgrading. Um, but... Uh, yeah, right. I had done a fair bit of research and reading before I went to the dealer, um, and yeah. I pretty much knew which bike and which model. And I could, I could probably tell the dealer as much about the bike as they could tell yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. But I can't test ride the thing in my lounge room, so no. Um, you know, there was an opportunity for him to build a relationship, and and um, he was very good at that. But I do hear a bit of negativity around the fact that. Oh, people can just go online and find all this information and, you know, go make up their mind before they even talk to the plumber. And essentially, they're just ringing up for a price. Yeah. Um, and there's very little opportunity to build value or build relationship. Do you think, you know, do you think this VR stuff is, uh, you know, perhaps 
making things worse in that regard? Or like, what, what's your take on that? Not at this stage, I don't think. I think it's only a positive thing. Um, I think it sort of lets people experience it a bit more upfront. But the reality is when you're, when you're purchasing a new home to build, there are just so many variables, um, so many decisions to be made, um, you know, site conditions, um, features that you might not even think about in a house. There's, there's so much that goes into it and so many trades involved in it. Um, it's, you know, it's a big project. And for a lot of our clients, it's their biggest investment they ever make in their whole life. So yeah. um, at the moment, I can't see that online aspect re- replacing that. Um, and for us, it's really important to have a, a relationship with our clients. Um and it's it's quite daunting between the organising the finance and um, mm. and sort of the bigger parts of it. It's just it's just not something that's necessarily going to be an easy online purchase um, anytime yeah. soon. So look, yeah, you know, long term future definitely um, might be heading down that way. And um, but at the moment, I can only see it as a positive thing in a way to only further uh, further benefit clients really and help them make a a better decision but um yeah for us that customer experience and building that relationship um is still really critical so um it's definitely not going to replace that uh, for us and our business yeah it's such a good point so i i would love to get some more um dirt from you maybe or just go under the hood a little bit on how do you how do you guys do that because obviously you know you're a successful business you're building a lot of homes you've been doing this for a while now um how do you build that relationship when there is so much access to so much information for prospective clients um, that, as you said before, you know it's it's moved away from education um, because mm. you know we can do that ourselves on our iPad in the lounge room. Yeah. Um, how are you guys doing that? Yeah, I guess it's for us. We pride ourselves on our transparency, and um, you know, and that can be as simple as just a, as a price upfront. So um, when you sign your contract with us, you know exactly what you're up for, um, and any costs to do associated with your site or, um, um, you know, even developer guidelines, you know, they're quite strict rules in, in particular areas for what you need to, what your house needs to look like and some expectations around that. So, um, you know, so those kind of prices, um, we can we can fix all that up front. So I guess it's that trust in, you know, hand on heart, this is what it's going to cost. Um, so it's you can build that sort of trust relationship with your client um, because you can have that hand on heart conversation that their prices aren't going to blow out after they go out to a, their colour appointment or, um, you know, they start digging their site and they find something <laughs> that blows their costs out, I guess. Yeah. For us, it's, um, yeah, so that that's part of the transparency. Um, but then also, um, yeah, I guess it, it is a relationship. We find our clients have... Um, have a really strong relationship with their sales consultants and even beyond the sale, even, um, you know, just before before their house is on site in the office, um, while the house is on site, um, we find what our clients value the most is is that honest uh, update on um, how their house is going. So, you know, yeah, a trade may have let us down, done the wrong thing, not shown up for an appointment. Um, it happens. It's just a reality of life. Um, I guess yeah. it's just trusting that we're onto it, we're managing it, and we'll be completely honest about what's happening on site. So, uh, it's not about sort of promising unrealistic um, deadlines or timeframes or glossing over what's really happening. It's just being like, yep, we're sorry, the trade let us down, but trust us, we're onto it, we're chasing it up. Um, and I think that's that's a sort of key point of difference, I guess. You know, we, we pride ourselves on our, our transparency um, and honesty and having a really genuine relationship with our clients. And obviously uh, the Melbourne building market, there's – there's a few of you there, I'm guessing. 
Yes, yes, it's a very uh, yes, it's a it's a very big market town here. Do, do you know how many uh, builders there are in in the Melbourne area? Oh, uh, oh, I couldn't even yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly. I'd say there's probably um, I'd say there's half a dozen sort of really big volume players, mm. um, and then on top of that, there's probably twenty sort of in the mid side, and then yeah, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you how many sort of really smaller or you know mm. single person uh, builders that'd be out there. I wouldn't even know how to how to guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's probably the yeah. uh, non scientific answer. Yeah, and there's a mixture. Like for us, we build um, single detached homes, so um, freestanding. Uh, but I guess there's that element of space availability as well. So townhouses and apartments are something that's sort of really popping up as well. So that's yeah. So that's another huge, huge chunk of the market market that we don't even um, yeah, we don't even play in that space. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. um, it's a very big big area so it sounds laura like you've been pretty good at identifying your niche or or you know perhaps there's more than one um is that a fair observation yeah, I'd say so. I think um, it is a very competitive market. Um, there are a lot of builders out there and they all, um, you know, I suppose um, you really have to sort of dig in in some cases to find the point of difference for each. So I guess for us having that point of difference with both our brands, Eight Homes and Urban Edge, um, yeah, that's that's crucial in making sure we deliver on our promise to our client, um, but also keeping us um, competitive in a really big sort of competitive world, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I don't know, you might not uh, have much to do with the, the high-vis tradies that are out on site, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you the question anyway. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll what, give it a crack. <laughs> <laughs> what does it take to be um, an eight homes uh, subcontractor or tradie? Like, what, what are some of the important criteria to be able to work with you guys? Um, yeah, I guess it. I guess it just ties into our values and our point of difference. So I guess in terms of the trades and even our suppliers that we use as well, um, finding sort of like-minded individuals and businesses um, really helps. So um, I guess that honest, um, honest communication and reliability. Um, so I guess yeah, to answer your question, we don't necessarily accept any trades. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. We um, definitely have sort of a yeah, I guess a. a um, a standard and expectation, um, which, um, yeah, would definitely drive the decisions in terms of who we would uh, recruit on site, um, whether a contractor or an employee, um, and that, yeah, even the materials that we use on site as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess for a building company, you you have more to gain from that sort of innovation. You know, we were talking about the virtual reality before, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's a principle that's taught by business coaches and consultants and educators all over the place about you know continually innovating to um not to stay ahead of the competition but i think as consumers we expect that these days you know we expect a new um ipad model and a new iphone and a new samsung and a new motorbike and it's like it must be so hard to keep innovating in an industry like building and construction where things are are getting done pretty much the same way they have been for decades really um are there other ways that that you guys innovate yeah i guess there's lots of different ways we'd look at it i suppose we look at innovation in terms of our design and what products we offer um so we're constantly having to review and refresh um obviously land is not um it's not sort of as readily available as it used to be lot sizes yeah. are getting smaller land prices are getting higher um, and we really need to make sure that our designs, um, you know, reflect the the land that's out there and what our clients are able to afford and what they can fit. So I guess that's a big part of it. 
um, I suppose, second, we do pride ourselves on um, on our designs. Like we don't offer, I suppose, traditional style uh, facade to say, you know, we're quite modern. Um, we do pride ourselves on being a little bit edgy. Um, so I guess we've sort of got to make sure, you know, that our designs reflect that in terms of comparing us to our competitors as well. Yeah. Um, and I guess in terms of on-site, you know, I'm probably not the best person to ask for sort of <laughs> innovations in construction, um, but we're always looking at ways to build more efficiently. Um, you know, um, efficiencies can come across as savings and be handed down to our clients, which which is great. But then, you know, it also means we can build a little bit faster and build, you know, constantly looking for new materials to build a better quality or just or get a better result um, overall for our clients. So we're constantly doing research and sort of innovating in that that sort of area. Mm. Um, and the other aspect is technology. I guess we're always um, looking for better ways to um, to manage um, manage stuff on site, um, communicate with our clients. Um, but like I touched on before, it's finding that fine line between, okay, you know, what's what's going to be a useful, say, online tool for a client to to use um, that's actually going to help them, but not so much that it would completely replace the ability to just pick up your customer service person and just find out where your job's at or um, ask a query. Um, so I guess it's, it's about finding that balance um, for both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask another question around innovation, and it's something that I th I think a lot of people find it hard to change the way they think about things. You know, it's like yep. it's easy for guys like me and and you know girls like me. I'm not sure that makes sense, but um, <laughs> just you know being all 2018 here. But uh, it, it's easy for people like me to say, "Hey, you got to innovate in your business." You know, customers expect. Uh, new ideas and new systems and new ways to relate to them and all that. But I think for tradespeople, it's it's often difficult to come up with those ideas. Are there ways that um, you and your team actually sort of get into that creative space or, you know, do you have things that help you come up with new ideas? Yeah, I suppose um, we would often have, I guess, well, it's just best describe it as sort of like a brainstorming session to sort of work out um you know, potential opportunities for us in the business and things in the industry that, you know, we could take advantage of. Um, I guess for us, our best ideas come from our team. So not necessarily our senior management sort of pushing pushing a new IT system on everybody or mm. um, sort of saying, oh, we need to fix this by changing that. Um, I guess we're really trying to push innovation from the ground up, I suppose. So um, the people that are on the ground speaking to our clients down, day to day, um, they're the ones that really know where the opportunities for innovation are um, and I guess it's just up to the senior managers working with them to sort of execute that find the technology um, refine the process um, to really um, yeah get it happening um, so yeah we find our best ideas from our staff yeah cool and it's uh, music to my ears Laura because <laughs> <laughs> I've lost count of how many times I've, I've said to uh, clients of mine it's like go talk to your people you know that you've got three people or 23 people or whatever it is, they will all have ideas and they all look at things differently. So tap into that resource. Yeah, for sure. We've, um, yeah, I guess we've, um, over the last few years, really been able to grow and improve our business um, by actually, um, yeah, doing that exercise. So, yes, it is customer feedback. Um, um, you know, we do survey our clients a lot. Um, we're constantly asking them for feedback and how we can improve and, 
Um, and I guess, yeah, it's our team as well. Like you said, they, they generally know all the answers. It's just about taking the time to tap into it and um, trying to push it into something that you can actually action to improve. So, yeah, we're really reaping the rewards of that now as a business. So, yeah, can definitely recommend recommend that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you're uh, part of Australia's first virtual reality display village. Um, is this thing, it's obviously been launched, like it's currently live. Yeah, so they launched uh, last month. Um, so it is active up at the Rathdown uh, Village, which is a Villawood, Villawood estate up in the north in Wallowet. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if anyone wants to have a look at it, it's it's up in um, up in Wallowet, ready to go now. So go and um, take a seat on their comfy sofa up there, and um, yeah, walk through the five homes without having to yeah even stand up. To be honest. Yeah, right. Um, so it begs the question: What's next? Like, where to from here? Yeah, I think it'd just be interesting. Like, obviously, this is the first of its kind, so I guess we're sort of, um, oh, there's a little, an element of just testing it out to see how it goes and feedback from consumers, I suppose, if it's, um, if it go, you know, from what I understand of the traffic that they've got through there now, the launch went really well to the public. Um, people find it quite exciting. So I guess it's just, yeah, in terms of next steps, I'm, I'm confident Villa would, would be looking to expand uh, the number of homes in that particular village or to look at um, executing it in other estates in other regions um and then i suppose next step is about making it available online so Mm. someone overseas um you know could experience um you know that particular home and even the estate um i think that's the key thing here like um visual sort of 3d walkthroughs of of homes are nothing new but being able to actually walk down a street and experience what the actual village would be like um Obviously, a house is very important, but also the location on where you're going to build as well is, is crucial. So it's really nice that you can experience both. So I think, um, yeah, I suppose it's quite a big opportunity. But, I, yeah, I guess initially we're still sort of testing the waters to see how it goes to um, work out next steps from there. Mm, that's awesome. Well, I'll be uh, interested to see how far this uh, this goes, I guess, you know, if other companies pick it up, other developers. Um it certainly uh, seems to be the way things are headed is, is you know, less getting out in the car and spending time in traffic and more uh, actually, you know, I guess maximising our time usage. So um, yeah. there's, a, there's a question I ask almost every guest. Sometimes I forget. But uh, <laughs> I'll ask it of you today, Laura, is if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? Um, a thousand tradies. I, yeah, I suppose I would touch on, um, what I said before, like a bit of advice is, um, the, yeah, the transparency piece, I suppose, um, and the honesty, I, I guess for me, um, tradies have a bit of a bad rap sometimes for sort of not showing up or not meeting appointments. And, you know, I guess for me, the, um, the big thing or the big point of difference would be that sort of, um, honesty honesty with your clients and maybe the builder that you're working with um and you know just as a key yeah a key point of difference i'd say because um i do feel like they're a little bit tarnished in that regard so i suppose that would that would be my advice there so yeah just be honest and um not necessarily uh over promising um something that you know is um not realistic i guess over delivering is generally better than under (laughs) yes it's uh i literally had that conversation with a client yesterday uh, saying you want to under-promise and over-deliver, definitely not the other way around. Yeah, 100%, but then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always possible. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, 
Thank you very much for your time today, Laura. That's uh, It's been cool to find out more about this. And I, I, I want to get down there and strap on a pair of goggles and go for a walk through the display <laughs> village without <laughs> actually cool, walking because uh, it sounds super cool. Um, now, if, uh, if listeners want to find out a bit more about Eight Homes and what you guys are up to, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, you find most of our information on our website. So it's eighthomes.com.au. So you find all our, our home designs and you'll find the news story about the uh, Rathdown uh, virtual reality. So, yeah, you can click on and, and look at some videos on that and, yeah, find out where you need to go if you want to experience our display home. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, uh, all the best for the future. Um, all the best innovating and coming up with new marketing ideas after this one. It seems a bit like the pinnacle, really, but uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you keep those creative way. juices flowing. And uh, again, thanks for your time today, Laura. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. So that was a real chat about a virtual display home. Uh, don't think my jokes are getting any better. Uh, thanks again to Laura from 8Homes. That website again, by the way, is 8homes.com.au and it's the number 8homes.com.au. Go check it out. Uh, they got some info on there about the uh, the virtual display home and uh, have a think about how you can innovate in your business. It might not be a VR plumbing display or tiles or something, but uh, there are certainly many things you can do to innovate in your business and Keep things fresh. People like new stuff. That's why I'm looking at a new motorbike. Anywho, until next episode, hooray. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.